What's up, everybody? We are in June 2023, and this month's sponsor of the Spamming Zero podcast is Zowie. GetZowie.com. So what do they offer? They offer SMS, email, and chat for your customer support. They actually have a few different products that I want to go into just quickly, but also in addition to all that, they are an amazing advocate for AI and teaching people about AI. So they have an entire knowledge center that's called the AI Knowledge Center. You can subscribe to that. They provide a bunch of different material on many aspects of AI, not just related to the realm that they focus on. But here's some of their products. The first one is Zowie Automate, Zowie Care, Zowie Grow, and Zowie X1. And I find it really fascinating because their Grow product, for example, can turn every interaction that your agent has into a potential revenue stream. It's one of the most difficult things that we can do is trying to turn those interactions without it seeming like we're hard selling. Zowie helps you do that. Um, the automation piece is, is pretty simple. It just gets rid of the repetitive tasks. We talk a lot about that at Flip as well. They do it on the email, SMS, and chat. They also, on their website, have a one-minute chat chatbot builder. So go play around with that. Again, getzowie.com. I'm James. And I'm Brian. And this is Spamming Zero. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Spamming Zero. Today, we're joined by Zach Gentry, who runs CX for 3Z Brands. Welcome to the show, Zach. Thanks, James. Uh, happy to be here. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your background, Zach. Sure. Um, I actually started, um, my background is heavily in retail. So that's what I kind of started my CX, where I started my CX journey um, at a grocery store in North Carolina called Food Lion. And then from there, it was like clothing retail, like lots of, lots of in and out during uh, college at different brands and also while I've been in New York for the last 11 years, so I worked at a lot of different places since then. So um, customer service has always been kind of a real passion for me because I know how terrible it can be. And then I've also seen the really great moments of it um, personally that I've given people. So um, that's I've been at 3Z for the last five years um, coming up in June. And so it's just really something that I think can continue to evolve and with technology um, can be a real game changer as far as it relates to CX and how you help customers. Yeah, I, I love your background. Um, I will say today is going to be a very, very fun topic. I, I asked Zach before we decided to do the show, I said, Zach, what's something that's like itching at you a little bit that you want to talk about? And one of the things that he mentioned was, um, is phone going to die or not? That's today's topic. So we're going to get into it. But before we do, I always like to like have our audience get to know our guests a little bit. So last time we were on a video call, I saw a little dog in your background. So what's the craziest thing your dog has ever done? Good question. I'm glad that he's not being crazy right now because he's chilling. <laughs> um, Actually, uh, I kind of want him to. Can you like, can you? <laughs> no, because then it won't end. <laughs> once it stops, once he starts, it doesn't stop. Um, that's a good question because he's done a lot of crazy things. Um, but the craziest is definitely, I think when he was like five or six months old, a puppy still, he would just like hump everything, which as dogs do as puppies, 
and I I was told like a, a method to like combat that is like put them on their back and they stop. Well, he kind of just like threw himself off of the couch that we were on, and I was having a glass of wine. It was like a Sunday evening, like ten o'clock, and he smashed into the wine glass. And then he like started running from me and I was like, what are you doing? You're getting wine everywhere. And I was like, oh no, that's not wine. <laughs> so he threw himself in the wine glass, cut his neck, and he was bleeding all over the apartment. Um, so yeah, I called 911 because I didn't know what else to do and ended up having to take him into like a uh, dog ER, like animal ER. Um, and he had like the tiniest little cut on his neck, but I thought that he was bleeding to death because of what it looked like. Um, so my roommate uh, came home to like thinking that I had killed someone in our apartment. <laughs> well, that was, that's a lot more traumatic than I was expecting. I'm well, sorry for bringing the trauma back. <laughs> or is it's a, it's actually, I don't mind telling it. It's, it was traumatic, but like now that I look back, it's, it's actually funny. So it's not, it's not too, too bad <laughs> to talk about. And what kind of dog is it? He's a Boston Terrier, so usually they're black and white, but he's what they call like lilac, which I don't, I don't see lilac, but it's like a taupe gray. <laughs> That's like where it's the light tan, right? Yeah, I remember yeah. it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is kind of weird um, in the animal world how they like. I don't know. Like that's definitely not the color line. <laughs> like classified. I think it's just, I think it's so they can probably charge more money for them or something. <laughs> like it's yeah, like, exactly. You know? <laughs> All right, Zach. So question of the day, why do you hate the phone so much? So that's a great question. And I think a lot of people who are millennials hate the phone in general. Um, but from experience, I've just like always had bad experiences, whether it's like with a company, like a customer service experience, or just like someone's calling you and it's usually never a, for a good reason. Like, I just remember being like, Oh God, my mom's calling me. Why? It must be, there must be something wrong. Or, oh, my grandma's calling me. There must be something wrong. And I think that's half of it. So that's personal and like trying not to use that as a bias. Uh, during this conversation, but I just feel like we're trained to call. Like that's kind of like the customer experience experience. It's like call these people when you have problems and it's just like, that's never a good experience for either person. Because if you're calling, it's like, I have a problem and that's not, that's not, that's never a great way to start off a conversation with anyone. So I think that's kind of like, where it stems from. And then now that I, I do what I do, I know that there's better ways that it can be handled. I actually really like the fact you brought up, um, like when your mom calls and your grandma calls, like you immediately think something's wrong. Right. Cause like generally speaking, I think that's very real for a yeah. lot of people. You know, people usually pick up the phone when there is something wrong. Um, yeah. which that's, you know, we'll get into this, but that's one of the reasons why I don't think the channel itself will ever completely die. Wow. Uh, but I do think you're onto something here. And that's, there is a, a natural, what I'll call history, um, of bad experiences with this channel. And 
in my opinion, it has gotten worse um, over the years. And, but I do think that there's an opportunity for the channel to get better and for it to be an experience that people do remember and recall. Um, But I'd love to hear your thoughts. Like, what do you think could make the channel better? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. And I think why a lot of times that it, it has gotten worse is because we are trying to fix, we're trying to input a lot of quick fixes with technology. And they, so we don't have as much training and like actual conversations about how phone conversations should go. So it's like, so it's only gotten worse because it's a channel that we're trying to move away from what we still offer. And because we don't offer it as much as we used to, it's, it gets less attention. So yeah. I think like, so a combination of technology that takes place of it and is great, but then there's still this like opportunity, as you mentioned, to fix the, the problems that have never gotten fixed before. And so it's just like, it's like a, one of these things that just like stays bad and like, we don't give it attention. And it's like, it's like, I don't know, like the stepchild. It's like, you know, the step, the child of the stepchild of the channels, like you never had a great relationship with it. So we're just going to leave it to the side and not talk to it as much. Um, that's a terrible, awful real life example. Cause I'm also a stepchild. But um, so I just, I just feel like, like you said, there is so much opportunity there and it's, and I will say some of the best like experiences I've had from CX have been over the phone. The, they have been over the phone and they've been in person because for a lot of times it actually comes down to like the person and like how they talk to you. Because I like to be talked to just like a conversation. Like I hate the super like formal, like, cause then I'm like, okay, this is like, clearly I, this is what I'm expecting. And I'm just like, Oh, like this is why I didn't this is scripted, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I didn't want to call in the first place because this is what I was going to get. And I knew it. So when you call the when you call in and someone's like actually has a conversation you're like oh like this is how like, this is how it should be this is how it could be but I will I will say like nine out of ten times it's not how it is and I forgot your original question but <laughs> here we are <laughs> actually you you hit on it perfectly couple couple more things that I want to dive into when you talk about uh, you know the phone itself and how there is an opportunity one thing that I think about and I want to get your thoughts on this. So I have four kids. I have a 16-year-old, I have a 14-year-old, and then I have a 10 and a 7-year-old. And my 16-year-old and 14-year-old wouldn't pick up the phone and call somebody if their life depended on it. No (laughs) doubt about it. Like, they do everything possible to avoid. As a matter of fact, my son just got a job. um, And he wouldn't call the store to tell him that he was sick to call in. He texted everybody... Like in in his little like in the staff, yeah, just to find somebody who could cover his shift all over text, and he wouldn't pick up the phone and call him. Like, dude, like if you're not finding somebody to pick up your shift, you you need to pick up the phone and call. And he just like refused to. And I, my daughter's the same way; she's the 14 year old. But I find something interesting happening between the gap of them and then my two younger ones, and that's this. My two younger ones have adopted voice technology more than ever before. Like I'm talking about like, okay, 
this might be giving you a little bit too much personal details of my own life, but here we go. They play like WWE music on the regular because <laughs> they're wrestling fans. And so like my younger boys, they're sitting there like playing their WWE music. They're learning about the world. Like my son knows just about every fact you could think about when it comes to the deepest lakes in the world. I didn't even know these lakes existed, but my son who is 10 knows they exist. So I think one of the opportunities that we have is turning the phone channel into a voice accessible channel. That is something that people crave. And I think that one of the things that is happening in the world over the last five years, especially is you're seeing an adoption of that voice technology in our homes. People turn their lights on. They do all those kinds of things. Now, even text is when you're driving, you now use voice. Hey, Siri, text my loved one. Hey, Siri, text my mom. Right. Um, or if your mom calls in the middle of your, of your driving, you're then saying, Hey, <laughs> right? <laughs> like answer the call. So I think that there's a, there's an opportunity there that hasn't yet fully been tapped into. And I'm excited about that. I'm also excited about the opportunity that there is because quite frankly, I have my phone here and I said, Hey Siri. And now it's like <laughs> going crazy. <laughs> um, but I also think there's a great opportunity for, uh, the accessibility side of the house, which that's something I'm personally very passionate about because it is a more accessible channel. And, you know, when you look at the grand scheme of things across like uh, those with disabilities and the disability yeah. community, the voice channel is actually one of the only channels that can serve the majority of that population. Right. So I do think for, for those reasons alone, I don't think that the channel will ever completely die. Yes. Yeah, do you think it will completely die? I don't. Um, for that reason, specifically, and also, it's just, it's kind of like, just how we're trained. Like, it's something that's so ingrained in us. And like, I don't know if it's like, I think it's just like a world thing. I don't think it's like an American thing. I think it's like, everyone does it. And it's, it's just so woven into like the DNA of everything that we do. Like, it's not going to go away. Um, just, and I think specifically for like customer service online retail or I feel like for some brands they don't have voice and like for the reasons that you know we don't like it but then there's other very important like services such such as like maybe like insurance stuff or like the doctor's office things like that like you still have to do that in a lot of ways like a lot of the services that we use still have not caught up to some of the the companies that um, like online retail, for example, like you can chat, you can text, there's all these available channels, you can Facebook message, but a lot of people, you can't do that with your like primary care doctor or um, to get your prescription. So it's very like, um, because we have a generation of older people who are used to calling for everything and there's still these specific um, industries that you can only call for, like you, it's not, they're not going to train themselves to do, uh, text these people and then call these people. It's like, this is just what I do. And that's how I operate. So I don't think it's definitely going to go away. There's, there's no way. And also like for my company now, we still have phones and it's, it's not like what's 
you know, what channels work best for some degree. It's like, where do your customers want to meet you? Where do you meet your customers? Because if they're, if they're wanting it, it's maybe it is less efficient for you internally, but your customers still want you to be able to have that channel. So it's like, there's a balance and that's what customer service is, you know, essentially is like, what do your customers want? And we know that a lot of our customers want to call us. So that's why we still have it. And even if you don't have like, your phone number plaster all over your website or um, a way that's maybe the, maybe the way they ask for a phone call is like literally emailing, Hey, call me or chatting. Hey, call me. So we do that now. It's not, it's not like, no, like you don't, you don't get a phone call. We don't have it. It's like, okay, we meet you where you want to be met. And you know, that's, that's the, and beauty. I actually think that's the right approach because yeah. there's, there's look, I can't speak for, I don't do a, a huge amount of shopping, for example. Yeah. Um, I mean, to an extent, of course I do, right? But like, I don't do a huge amount to be <laughs> one of those people that can come in and be like, oh yeah, like this is this is a problem, um, so to speak. But there's a lot of people that I'm talking to directly in this space. And <clears throat> one of the things I can tell you is when they're, for example, I'm going to give you a scenario and I'd like you to tell me how you would respond if you were a customer. Okay. All right. So you have a big, important meeting coming up in your work and your internet provider has an outage, right? You go on the online chat, you go to their website, you do the reset button. <laughs> You do all the things that they say. You unplug your router. You leave it unplugged for 30 seconds, for two minutes, whatever the case may be. You plug it back in. Still no internet. This meeting is the most important meeting of your life this week. What are you, how are you responding and how are you acting towards that? Like most of the time, I think people are going to pick up the phone. When yeah. is this outage going to be over, right? Yes. And there's there's always the update. Like you always get the the email updates or whatever you can like the status website and it tells you it's by this time, which I think is so funny. This is the question because it's like, usually that's what the answer is. <laughs> like if they're telling you that on that channel, like to be honest, like there's probably nothing else that's going to change about it. Like maybe it's going to be sooner, but like it's estimated by three o'clock and then you call email texts uh, whatever. And they're like, well, it says three o'clock. So that's what the answer is. Like, I hate when people get mad whenever they call and say, well, that's what your website said. It's like, well, that's, that's, that's what the answer is. <laughs> but I, that's a good question. I don't, first of all, I'm probably going to be going somewhere. I'm probably going to be leaving my apartment to go to the office or like maybe a coffee shop or something because I'm, my dog's going crazy. Um, but I, I probably will call immediately for something like that. Um, and that's just because, like I said, like that's or we are trying to do it. Like it's kind of the last resort. Like I'm going to do everything else first. And if I can't get a hold of anybody, I'm going to, I'm going to try and get a hold of someone that way. And I know this sounds crazy, but I think that the consumers and customers, even though that particular scenario with the internet is um, <laughs> much more serious in nature. 
yeah. in my opinion, than like ordering a product. However, what I will say is during like peak season, for example, right? When like people's memories and their experiences with their families are relied on by ordering a product that they are told is going to be delivered to them at a certain time, it almost becomes that serious, right? Yeah. And I think especially during those times, that's really when phone is needed. And you're right. Nine times out of 10, you can find the answer. It's usually in your order. It tells you when it's going to be there. Uh, but sometimes there's delays in that stuff, right? And the, the company can do the, the, their very best job in updating it. But even the biggest retailer in the world, I, I mean, I don't even know if you can consider them a retailer, like distributor in the world, Amazon, right? Even they have issues with this, where right. during peak seasons, like some things just don't get delivered because, well, I'm, I don't know, like maybe the nation is having a, a massive amount of terrible weather and their people can't get to you in time. So I do think that having the phone channel accessible always is super important for all the reasons that we've been talking about. But I do think generally speaking, the population would rather not call the phone. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I like have this <laughs> vision of it, of it eventually becoming something that people will actually love again. And I think it could, um, it could, that's the key word. Uh, but Zach, I want to, I want to shift gears here for a little bit. We're going to do a little game. Sound sure. like a plan. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. So, um, I'm going to ask you to fill in the blanks. Here we go. Customer service needs more of blank and less of blank. More empathy and less phones. <laughs> <laughs> right on topic. I love it. Okay. If it was the last day on earth, I would still shop at blank because it's blank. This is a good question. I would probably say ASOS because it's cheap. However, it's not going to get to me because it has to ship. So I guess it's a lot. <laughs> you would still, you would still shop there and it would, it would be delivered after the last day on earth. <laughs> half, of the, half of the fun is um, just the scrolling and adding it to your cart, honestly. But yeah. <laughs> I love it. Okay. One more. If you had to describe the perfect customer experience using a movie title, what title would you choose and why? I would say Superstar um, because I honestly feel such a like passion about the person like giving you the experience. Like it most of the time I, I will like just from my experience and also like how I kind of train and talk to my team, like it, it does come down to the person. And so whenever you have superstar, like CX people, it makes such a difference because you can, you can come in guns blazing, like pissed off out of your mind. And it doesn't matter how much training the person has as far as like, this is what I can do for you. This is what I can't do for you. It's like something that can't be taught. It's a really much a, I mentioned empathy before. Are they empathizing with the issue that the person might have? Are they doing everything they possibly can? Like not 
everything they tell you that they can do, but are they actually doing everything they possibly can to turn around your experience? Or maybe it's not turning it around. Maybe it's just delivering an amazing experience, a superstar experience that um, maybe leads you to buy something, maybe doesn't. But I really enjoy those conversations that are that conversations and not like the scripted going through the motions. Like, yeah, I, I think that's, that's a good, that's a good one. Zach, I want to ask a couple more questions while we have time. Um, one of the one of the questions that I have for you is, what do you think direct to consumer brands can do today to one make sure that their phone channel is accessible and maybe provide the option of other channels for those that don't want the phone? What do you think they can do today? And number two, what do you think that they need to do internally? to help their staff understand why it's still important. Even if they have, for example, a younger generation answering calls and hate it. Yeah. Um, so for the first question, I, I think that I mentioned this before, but like meeting the customers where they want to be met um, is so important. I look at a lot of brands and like, I see what they offer. Some of them offer phones 24 seven. Um, and that's great, but like, I don't necessarily know if I don't know those brands. I know that some people would get phone calls every day. Some people may get a few every hour. I don't know, but if you're looking to be like, however you're set up internally, like I get, like, I've mentioned this and this is why I don't like the phones, but as productive as you can be, like, that's great. Like, love that. But at the end of the day, if someone's telling you that they need something like, which I mentioned we did the phones, like you have to just be able to offer that at some capacity. Um, and it also, I think it really depends on the product. So if you're like I mentioned before, maybe it's a service, but if it's something that's like maybe not as expensive, my company sells things that are thousands of dollars. So like I have a lot of people who don't trust just clicking a button and checking out. They want to talk to someone. You know, they want to talk to some someone about that three thousand dollars are about to place. And also, we used to hear this a lot before we had the phone channel. Was like, how do I know that you're going to like not just take my money and then when I actually have an issue and I need to call you, you're going to respond? And so I was like, actually, that's a good point. Like, we don't <laughs> want to just like you to just take your money and then and then not be available for you whenever you have issues. And so you just, like I said, meeting them where they need to be met. And then the second question, I think, so I think a lot of the people that I've trained and that I've been on my teams now and in the past, they are either similar age or younger than myself and they have the same anxieties. And we don't know what they're going to say when we pick up the phone. Like it could be like anything. I'm like, yeah, like that's kind of like why I like it. But then again, like, I guess, <laughs> like what's going to happen today? It's never, it's not, never the same. Um, and what I, what we talk about a lot is like a lot of the issues that we see, like some of the unproductive things when that come with chat and email is like, you're just going back and forth and it's like, okay, like, I think if I just called this person, like I could explain this to them in three seconds. 
to make a case for phones. Not that I want to do that. Whenever <laughs> Zach, we introduce- we've got him to switch. Can you imagine that? It took 25 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> Whenever we introduced them, like our first response time decreased by like 60% because like phone calls can be really quick. They can also be yeah. really long. They can be extremely long. They can be like 30 minutes or whatever, an hour. But when you're going back and forth with someone on email, I've I've just had to tell like agents like on my team such so just, just call them like it's clearly not like it's clearly not getting through to them like maybe there's miscommunications on your part maybe they just don't get it and then they're like oh yeah like that was that was a lot faster so that in itself like when I explain that to them and they obviously have that experience they're like yeah you're right like so <laughs> because we can't treat every customer the same because you want to. Tr- Actually, when I worked at Eddie Bauer, which is like something that I will always remember, it's like their motto was like, treat every customer the way they want to be treated. And so I kind of, that kind of sticks with me and has throughout, you know, the last oh God, 16 years, 16, 17 years. Um, and I think that's applicable there too. And CX, it's not, it's not just those products. It's, it can be that can be shared across any brand or any service. Interesting that you bring that up. That is actually, so growing up, that was uh, like a motto that my mom lived, like taught us when we were young. We grew up really, really poor. And um, she always taught us to like treat others the way that you want to be treated because you never know, you know, when you're going to need it, um, when you're going to need it in return. Yeah. Um, and I think that there's, I love the fact you've mentioned empathy on this call um, as one of the things that customer experience needs more of, customer service needs more of. And I love the fact you're now bringing a full circle with that. And that's like, treat the customers like you want to be treated. Because I do think that's true. Yeah, I think that there's, there's a lot of um, repetitiveness that happens when you're handling calls and it sometimes it's the same stuff over and over and it can get frustrating. Um, this is where I think like automation can really help. So where do you think automation fits in the picture? Does it fit in the picture? Should it be killed with the phone? Like, where does it fit? I definitely think, I don't think it should be killed. I think we need more, more of it. Um, I think a customer experience experience should be that, you have enough technology information, whatever your website is, is so that a customer can help themselves. Because like we mentioned in the beginning, it's like, maybe I hate phones for answering them, but also customers don't love to call either. So as much information and whether it be technology or just information itself, like you have to, you have to have that so that you're, you know, you're, you're getting less phone calls. And so then you're more productive. And also your customers are having better experiences because they're not spending their time trying to track you down for like simple answers or simple things. I'm a big fan of like brands that have accounts. Um, so like if you, if you can cancel your own order, like amazing, I understand the argument against that from a business perspective, but it makes it so much easier. Um, if you need to, change your billing address or your shipping address, like being able to do that yourself. Um, so much easier, like just needing a shipping status update, 
don't have to call. I can just like plug in my information and then it spits it out. I love that. Like same. Obviously. Yeah. It's so fast. The only time that I think I've ever had to cancel my order was literally due to an emergency. Like I forgot to update my shipping address. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was going to go to the wrong address or it was going to charge the wrong credit card. Right. Um, I mean, every single time that I've ever had to cancel or like, here's a good one <laughs> coming full circle on when I talked about how my younger ones want to use the voice channel, like my 10 year old ordering $3,000 of Amazon stuff oh, through what? Alexa. <laughs> and I had to call, I had to call and cancel it all because it was an emergency. Of course, I'm not going to let him buy everything that he could possibly want all in one scoop. <laughs> oh my God. You, was it actually stuff that he wanted or was it just like random stuff? No, it was stuff that he wanted. Like he had been building this list for a while. And then he just was like, I wonder. And he's like, I'm going to see if it will actually buy. And so he did it. And then I had to put all these settings on to make sure that oh, no. he didn't do that again. But it was like, he had some good stuff in there. I mean, if I was a kid, I would have loved it. Like, it was like this, like, $300 Hot Wheels set. I, I didn't even know that, like, stuff like that existed that was that expensive. You do know. Um, That's a, that was all a hint for you for next Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. Uh, we may have gotten him less for Christmas just because of that. <laughs> so, Zach, a couple more questions, and then we'll finish it up. But uh, the last last question I have before I end with the last one is this. What is a brand that you think is doing this really, really well right now? The balance of a phone channel that either needs to exist for the purposes of it being accessible and having other channels accessible to people that want to use a preference. That's a good question. Um, I will say that like I haven't had a ton of like issues with like any company for the most part unless I already mentioned them, which I don't, I don't think I have. Um, but like, there's a lot of retail brands that do this well. Specifically, I've interacted with the greats, which is like a sneaker brand. Um, and they, they actually, they do have both channels. Um, and I have interacted with them several times, whether it be with like, where's my refund type of question or, just like asking about general like differences of product. I'm a chat person. So I went to chat. I did call them once. I think it had something to do with a return or something. I don't know, but I remember it being all extremely easy and seamless. Um, and they just have cool stuff too. So like, that's how they got me. So I think they're awesome. doing well. And again, like not knowing that I don't have to call them, already makes the experience just great because I probably won't. Yeah. And if you did have to call having the automation set up to where quick answers can be answered without actually interacting with the human, which by the way, there is, <clears throat> there's some stats out there and I'm not going to quote the exact number because um, I don't have it handy and I don't want to give inaccurate information, but I will say that the majority of people, okay. When they pulled a bunch of people across the U S the majority of people would actually still prefer to call the phone if they didn't have to interact with the human, which is, it's, so it's actually counterproductive to what we often hear, which is, you know, human-like experience, which we all want. Okay. But 
there's still a general premise of people wanting to avoid interacting with the human when it comes to their transactions and the things that they're buying and doing. If you want to avoid it, you're going to try to do everything you can to avoid it. And if you want to interact with the human, you typically want to do it first in channels that um, are a little bit more self-serve, like the website and then the, and then the chat. And then when you really need your problem answered and you can't get it in those other channels, then you call the phone. You hope that the automation can take care of it. And if, if it can't, then you need to talk to somebody live. Right. I think that's generally the journey that most people want to want to go down. Zach, we're going to end with this question. I ask every guest this question, and I'd love for you to chime in on what you feel like is one of your most memorable experiences that you've had with a brand. Um, good or bad? It can be both. <laughs> Honestly, I've had... So I'll start with the good. Um, I actually, this is actually good and bad. Just, just kidding. So... Whenever I moved to New York, I was still in my, like, parents, like, my parents, like, Verizon account. And it was also, like, my stepdad had his own business, and so he had, like, employees that worked for him. And so there was, like, a, I essentially a business account, and there were so many numbers on it. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was, like, calling them to try and basically upgrade and then also get myself off that account because they were like, we're not paying for you anymore. You're an adult now. I'm like, yeah. so, <laughs> Oh, slam. That's so, messed up. <laughs> I was trying to do that. And I remember I was, I work, I was working retail all the time and it was my day off. And I think it was like a two, it was like a day of the week. It was like a Tuesday or a Wednesday or something like that. And it was just like, I had to call. So that was out of the question. So I was already pissed. I was like, well, I have to call. I can't do this over the the chat thing. Or like you can upgrade your phone with like a click of a button and then it's all set. But because they were so confused, they were confused. So if they were confused, imagine how I was like, well, if y'all don't know what you're doing, then I clearly don't. So I had to call them, spoke with one person. They were like, I don't understand what number you're trying to like remove or separate from whatever. And then it was like that. And I was like, okay, let me speak to someone else. Let me speak to someone else. And I'm not, I'd let me speak to your manager person. Cause I hate that question. But after the sixth or I was on the phone for like over two hours, like maybe not on the phone, but I was like calling back. And so after like maybe the fifth or sixth person, I was like, okay, I need to speak to someone who can help me. Like, this is like the craziest, like I was probably like, I don't get upset because I, I have empathy for those people because <laughs> um, I understand, but like no one could help me it was like, literally like you can't like, they, it was literally like, we can't help you for this, but they like help you do this. But it was also like, what do I do? And there was no answer to that. So I was like, screw this. I'm just going to go to the store. So talking about channel switching, <laughs> so not wanting to, call, to leave your house to go actually. Um, and thankfully I, I live in New York. So there's like a million like Verizon stores around. So I was able to just like walk to one and I walked in and this guy, like, I don't know if he was the manager, if he was just like an associate there, 
I think he had like mentioned the fact that there were so many numbers connected or whatever was happening, but he just like, I was in and out in like 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes. And I was just like, I don't really understand. And I, to this day, I don't know what he did. Um, but I will say like, I was like, give me like whatever, like survey, like that you need me to like find out, like flag for you, like tell whoever that you were amazing. But like going from that to that, like, yes, it made the experience better. I don't know if anything would ever recover that because that was, like, awful. But, like, it was just so fast. And, like, I should have done that to begin with. And to be honest, like, if I have the chance to, do, like, usually when I get, like, a phone upgrade thing I, I and I have the chance to go in person, I'll usually do with them because they can also, like, put your phone screen on for you, like, your protector <laughs> and all that too if you need it. So, um, yeah, I, I feel like, I don't know if the, the experience flipped, but it definitely was one two memorable experience. I'll never forget where it was like the opposite experience at the same company. You know, what's crazy is I think that there's a lot of people that, especially in this space that talk about like lifetime value of a customer. And it's often thought about by like how much they purchase from your company over a period of time. That's usually how it's calculated. Yeah. But there's a whole nother piece of this that I think often doesn't get talked about. And that's the opportunity cost that happens when a customer is using their own time to actually get a problem solved that shouldn't have ever been a problem to begin with. Like right. imagine what you, like what you just said, you were able to get your problem solved in like 15 minutes um, with this person in person, but you spent two and a half hours on the call. Uh, so this is an example of like where I would like, in an ideal world, I could see customer service and customer experience professionals start tracking like, all right, well, let's say, let's say Zach's hourly wage is $500 an hour. Like I, I'm exaggerating here, but um, maybe it is. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but let's say it's $500 an hour. Okay. So that that's, that's at least a thousand dollars. If you're spent two hours on the call um, that, that you now costed him. And truly like proactive experience and making those situations right um, doesn't always need to be monetary, but maybe the future of customer service and customer experience will be that. I think that people will start demanding more, right? And they'll be like, listen, because for me, I can tell you, <laughs> and I've talked a lot about this on this, on the podcast, but it drives me wild when, you know, I'm, I'm working at a certain time every day. And I typically don't like take a ton of breaks to go do some of the stuff that I need to do for my own personal life. Like if I need to call my bank or I need to call whoever, right? Um, I have to do that out of my work day. Mm -hmm. And then I have to spend my family time doing the stuff that I maybe needed to get done during the day. And so there's this also balance of what you're actually costing people when you can't answer questions quickly. And it's much bigger than just, oh, well, we're, we might lose a customer here. It's much bigger than that. Because yeah. to them, that's the reason why I think a lot of customers will complain about a situation like you just had with like, like you had with Verizon. Um, that's why they'll complain in public about it. Because you wasted, you wasted their time. You cost them time, which is way more than you're actually thinking it is than just like, oh, sorry, we couldn't answer your questions. No, it's bigger right. than that. <laughs> Right. And I think this lifetime value thing of a customer should probably consider 
some of that in in some ways. I don't know if it'll ever get there, but I love right. I love that you brought up this experience. Yeah, I would also love. I'm not a math person, or but like I would love how to have like a calculator of that. Like what? Like if you like take all maybe your missed calls or your missed chats or something, how long it took you to respond to them, or or maybe there's specific examples that you find that during QA or something that you just, the agents just weren't helpful. Like maybe it was 20 minutes. You're just like, Hmm, I wonder how much like putting all that data into like a calculator. I'm like, this is how much we cost these people. That'd actually be super interesting, but I have no clue how that would even come well, about. Even if you took, even if you took the United States measurement of the average hourly wage, and that's all you did was the average hourly wage against that. It'd be a pretty interesting metric to say, yeah. Look, people spent on average 40 minutes on the phone with us. So you calculate that across $7 an hour and there was X amount of customers. That's a pretty easy math problem to do in a calculator. Yeah. And then you, and then you look at and you measure, let's say each month you make an incremental improvement where you drop that by 10 minutes. And then you can actually, you could say that to customers be like, we did some research on average. The average hourly wage is $7 an hour or whatever. I, I, I actually think it's much higher than that, but let's say it's $7 an hour, right? Um, we think we've saved customers this amount of money just by solving their problems quicker. And, you know, it's going to resonate with a lot of people. I think that that's something I would like to see in the future. Uh, it's yeah. kind of, I don't, I've never seen it done, but anyway, yeah. I digress. Zach, you've been amazing. Thank you for joining on the show. Of course. Thanks for having me. This was a lot of fun. I haven't done this before, so I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> you did great. It was, you were a natural. And, and by the way, I should say this. I, I meant to say this in the beginning of the podcast, but Zach by far has the best background that we've ever had on the, on the podcast. I mean, he literally looks like he like set this thing up. It's like beautiful. Like what the heck, man? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's golden girls inspired. So um. <laughs> I love it. Zach, thanks again, and join us next week for another episode of Spamming Zero. If you haven't yet subscribed, please do so. I'd love to hear from you also if you want to hear from a guest or a particular topic. Reach out to me on LinkedIn. Um, also, we'd love for you to rate the podcast. Give it a star rating and let us know what you think. Thanks. <laughs>